The baseline state of our universe is well-meaning and kindly towards you. It supports you in growing into who you're here to be, your fullest expression. Humans are separate. Nature is separate. Life is not happening to you. It is happening around you as life tends to do. Can you separate those out so that you can start to have trust in the baseline frequency of this universe that you live in? Hey friends, welcome to episode nine of the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today we are going to be talking about the different types of trust and learning how to let life support you. Sometimes as we walk these journeys and life starts happening in really hard and challenging ways, we start to believe that life is happening to us. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I personally do not hold the belief that life happens for us. I know that that is supportive and serves many people. For me, what feels important to focus on is that life is always happening. It's always happening around us. And in its happening, sometimes it bumps into us. Other people bump into us. And that can be hard and that can be challenging. But life is not happening to us. Life is happening around us as life tends to do. And understanding that allows us to step out of the limiting belief system that life is out to get us, that the universe isn't supporting us, that we are all alone in creating what it is that we want, and that life will always be a struggle. These different types of trust that we'll talk about allow us to step into a different frequency and start working with life, working with this frequency-based universe that we exist inside of. In order to have a conversation about trust, I want to first share the definition with you. Trust is the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. The firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. I want you to think of a time that you really had trust in yourself, in someone or something. You had a firm belief in the ability of it to come through, in the reliability of the person in the truth of the situation or the statement. You had trust. And when we have trust, we are operating from a completely different frequency. Think about when you have trust in someone versus when you don't. When we don't have trust in someone or something, there's more tension inside of us. There's more fear, worry, and doubt. There is no ability to relax and allow ourselves to surrender to the natural unfolding of life. We don't feel safe with the person, with the experience, with ourselves to navigate what's going on. That is a different energetic frequency than having trust, than having a firm belief in the reliability, truth, strength, and ability of someone or something. When I have full trust in a situation, when I have full trust in myself and other people, that's a lightness in my body. There is an openness. There's an ability to relax and surrender, to be present with what's in front of me, to navigate through what's happening with full consciousness, with full presence, with full awareness of myself and other people. And I am able to stay plugged into what it is that I really want and move towards it versus focusing all my energy and attention on what might go wrong here, what's unsafe, what could happen that I don't know will happen and I won't know how to navigate. So trust is an energetic frequency. We talk a lot about energetics on the show for a reason, because that moves us beyond fake it till you make it and into the embodiment of being the person that we need to be to bring what we desire to life. Energetics matter. And you can tangibly feel the difference when you're on the energetics of trust and when you're not. So think about a time that you had full trust in someone or something. You had a firm belief in them and their reliability, the truth, and their strength. You had a firm belief. How did your body relax and settle? What actions did you take that you couldn't have taken before? Where were you able to focus your energy and attention because it wasn't busy 
being wrapped up in hesitation, fear, resistance? What did you focus on? Because you could. What did you organize yourself around? Because you could, because you weren't trapped by worry and doubt and fear. You weren't thinking about all the things that could go wrong. You weren't trying to mentally and energetically and even physically prepare yourself for the worst that could happen. If you don't trust somebody, what does that mean? That means I'm focusing on what am I missing? What could go wrong? I have to be on edge all the time. I have to be constantly hypervigilant. We have trust as a different energetic frequency. We are more relaxed. We are more settled. We are more able to put ourselves, our energy, our attention towards what it is that we want. So it's very important first to address the belief, if you hold it, that life is out to get you, that life is happening to you. I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, and it's really important to remember and highlight, and that is to hold the duality that we can have fear and trust. Fear is a normal human emotion. Fear is especially present when we go after big things that we want, when we're in new and different situations, when we're stretching ourselves, when we're growing and we're healing. Fear is a byproduct of these growth and healing journeys, of bringing the impossible to life. Fear is not the problem. Fear and trust is a frequency of, I am feeling my fear. I am scared. I am uncertain. I don't know what's going to happen. Never been here before. Never gone there before. But I trust. I trust in myself, I trust in life, I trust in other people, I trust in what I'm called towards. We can be afraid and we can have trust. Where we go wrong is when we let our fear pull us into worry and doubt. We start to doubt ourselves, we start to doubt other people, we start to doubt that life is supporting us, we start to doubt that it's possible to have what we want. So not only are we afraid, but we doubt and we worry. We tie all of our energy and attention up with worry about what could go wrong. Those are different energetic states. These energetic states are not this woo-woo intellectual idea. You can feel them in your body. What does it feel like when you trust versus when you're in fear, doubt, and worry? What does it feel like when you trust even though you're afraid, even though you're in a completely new and different experience? Those are different energies in our body that inform how we move, how we feel, what we think, what we believe. So you can have fear and you can have trust. That's completely normal and to be expected as we go after our big impossible goals. So please remember that fear is not the problem. Fear is a normal human emotion. What we don't want is fear, doubt, and worry. That's a completely different energetic state than fear with trust. So let's cover the first type of trust that is the foundation for all of the other types of trust, and that is trust in self. That is trusting yourself and your ability to navigate whatever it is that life throws at you. In order to have trust in yourself, you have to be in alignment with the truth of who you are. You have to know yourself fully and you have to have a relationship with your intuition and your body. Our intuition lives in our body, not in our mind. Your body is constantly communicating to you. Your intuition shows up through bodily sensations, contraction versus expansion, leaning towards something versus leaning away, tension versus excitement. So if you don't have a relationship with your body, meaning you're completely cut off from your emotions, And being in attunement with what your body is communicating to you on a regular basis, the little sensations, the energies and the ways that they move around, your emotions live in your body. So if you don't have a relationship to your body and you stay solely in your mind because you think that that's safer, you think that you have to lead with logic and intellect, and some personalities are more logical and intellectual, your intuition, even if you're a personality who's more logical and intellectual, still lives in your body. Your emotions still live in your body and your nervous system. And so if you have no relationship to your emotions and your body, 
you likely don't have a very strong, if any, relationship to your intuition, your inner knowing. Here's the thing about intuition. Our bodies are wiser than we are, meaning our minds operate from limited bits of information that it has picked up along our journeys, along living this life. We have our subconscious mind at play, which holds all of our fears, all of our limiting beliefs, which wants us to stay in the known and familiar, no matter how painful or hard, because it's safe and it knows we can survive it. It is a big part of our mind. Our conscious mind is wholly influenced by our subconscious belief system. So our minds, our intellect is narrow by nature. It's informed wholly by past experiences and information that we've gathered so far and run through our own individual filters. Your body is more capable than you are. It is wired to pick up on those variations in frequency and energy. Intention is an energy. Trust is an energy. The desire to cause harm is an energy. It's a frequency that gets emitted from the other person, from the situation. It hangs in the air and your body has the ability to discern that. But if you operate solely from your mind and your intellect, you won't pick up on those cues. You have no relationship to your body. You have no idea when it's screaming at you, no, stop. This is not right. This is not okay. This will not be good. So you have to build a relationship to your intuition, which requires having a relationship with your body and your emotions. As part of this episode, we are going to gift you one of my self-coaching guides, which is all about rebuilding your relationship to your intuition. So check the show notes for a link. You can opt in. You'll get it for free. It will help you to start building this relationship to your intuition because none of the other trusts matter. You don't have trust in yourself. And the reason for that is you have to trust yourself to navigate whatever happens. You don't have a relationship to your body. You don't have a relationship to your intuition, which means there's probably a lot of times where you end up in situations that aren't right for you, that aren't aligned. And the more that that happens, the less we trust ourselves to discern what is right for us. So you have to build that relationship to your intuition. So please check the show notes and grab that. It's usually a paid self-coaching guide. You can grab it for free if you opt in. If you don't trust yourself to navigate through any challenging experiences that might arise, any unknown and uncertain situations, seasons, you're more likely to wobble meaning you're more likely to revert and go back to the known and familiar. And every time we revert, we reactivate our winning strategy. We use it as evidence that we're not capable of creating what it is that we want, that it's too hard, that life's out to get us, that other people aren't trustworthy. I'll never find that partner because look at all these examples of how I can't trust myself to pick the right people. Can't trust other people not to hurt me. I can't trust life to support me in creating what it is that I want. Life is out to get me. The world is hard. People are bad. I don't know how to make good decisions. You don't have trust in yourself to navigate through things. You are more likely to revert. And one of the things that we come up against is the terror barrier. Anytime that we go for more, anytime that we go after something that feels truly impossible to us from where we stand, we activate our subconscious and we go into the terror barrier. Meaning what was once normal highs and lows of navigating life becomes chaos. All of our stuff comes up. Everything becomes impossibly scary and overwhelming. Everything starts to go wrong. We start to fixate on things that are hard or uncomfortable or straining to us. And we use that as evidence that it's not safe to move forward. It's our subconscious cropping up to stop us and send us back to the known and familiar. Check the show notes for a link to our terror barrier workbook. This is a legitimate thing. It's a term coined by Bob Proctor. The terror barrier is something that happens anytime we move towards what it is that we want, anytime we step out of the known and familiar. You don't trust yourself to navigate through that. You won't. And you'll go backwards and you'll use the whole thing as evidence that you can't have what you want, that life does not support you. 
that you can't trust yourself or other people, that you can't trust that there is a path towards what it is that you want. So grab the workbook that we have. It gives you different worksheets for different terror barrier experiences so that you can stay in motion. This is one of the ways that we build trust in ourselves is navigating through things, having our own back no matter what. The more that we navigate through hard experiences, the more trust that we build in ourselves. I have so much trust in myself that I can navigate anything that happens to me in this life, anything that other people do that might be hurtful or harmful. I have that trust because I have a relationship to myself and my intuition and I trust it above all else. But also because when things are hard, when I get scared, when I end up in a terror barrier, when other people hurt me, when life gets chaotic, when unexpected things happen, when I'm in the uncertain and the unknown, I keep moving. I build trust in myself by showing myself what I am capable of. And I have full faith that I can figure anything out because I've done it so consistently and I've had my own back through it and I've listened to my intuition. I've built a deeper relationship to my body, my intuition, my emotions. This is how we build trust in ourselves, but it starts with intuition. So please go to the show notes, grab that free self-coaching guide. The next piece of trust that we need to have is trust in our calling. This is about purpose. Who are you here to be and what is the work that you feel called to do? That's not just about work, the ways that we make money. What do you feel called to do? How do you feel called to contribute and show up and live your life? Trust in our calling is an extension of trust in ourselves. In order to have trust in ourselves, we must be in relationship with ourselves. We must know who we are, our personality, our energetics. We have to understand our traumas and our wounding and our belief system, our winning strategy. We have this relationship to ourselves. We get to know what the seed of our purpose is, who we're here to be, our fullest expression in this life. What is that? Who am I called to be? What am I called to create? How does our purpose want to express through us and how we show up, how we live our life, what it is that we create, the work that we do, the family that we have, the relationships and community that we're in? Do you trust in your callings and your goals and your desires and your big visions? Do you trust in the seed of your purpose? Do you trust in your fullest expression, the person that you know you are here to be, the person you're wired to be in this life? Or do you doubt yourself and your purpose and your visions? Are you afraid of them? There may be discomfort. There may be challenges, perceived lack of security in following your callings and going after these big desires, these big impossible visions that you hold for yourself in your life. Living your fullest expression may lead to loss and rejection. Do you trust them anyways? Do you trust that you're being called into greater alignment when you claim these deep desires that you have and you go after them with full faith? When you do the work to bring them to life, when you become the person that you need to be to hold them, do you trust in them enough to navigate through the challenges along the way? We like to think from a place of fear and scarcity that showing up in our fullest expression should mean that the people around us love and accept us even more. And that's not always the case. In claiming our purpose, our fullest expression, and going after the life that we're here to live and doing the work that we feel called to do, that can lead to loss and rejection. That can show the people around us that, ooh, they don't fit here. They're not the person for me. Do you trust in your fullest expression and your callings despite that? Do you trust that in showing up as who you're here to be and going after what calls you and creating what you desire, what you feel called to create for your life, for your work, for your relationships, for yourself, do you trust? that that will align you with more of the right people and things, even as you navigate the grief and the devastation as things fall away in the process. If you don't trust in that, which you can't if you don't trust in yourself to navigate it, if you don't trust in your callings that you are being led in the direction that is right and aligned for you, 
you won't follow them. You won't claim these big desires. You'll get caught up in fear and scarcity, worry and doubt. I can't lose the people that I have around me now. I can't lose this job that I have, this sense of security. I can't leave a place that I've lived for years and years and years. It's comfortable here. I wouldn't know how to start over. I wouldn't know how to meet people. You won't trust in the process of becoming who you're here to be, of becoming who you need to be to have the things that you want. You won't trust that you can navigate the grief and the loss along the way. You won't trust that there is more that will come to you, more aligned people and experiences that will fill the space of what you lost, the space that that leaves behind. You won't trust in that. You'll revert. You'll go back to the known and familiar. You'll reactivate your winning strategy because you're clinging to a sense of normalcy, known and familiar, comfort. You can't trust in what you're called to if you don't trust yourself to navigate the process of bringing it to life, of becoming the person who has it. It all comes back to self-trust. But you have to trust in your calling. If you feel called towards something, if you deeply desire it with every ounce of your being, then you are meant to have it. It is meant for you. And you have to trust that in coming into alignment with it and bringing it to life, that anything that falls away along the path is meant to fall away and that better, more aligned people and things will come in. You have to trust in where it is leading you. You have to trust in the process of bringing it to life. You have to trust in the person that you are being called to become. Do you trust in your callings? Do you trust in your desires, the things that you want? I didn't trust my fullest expression or my callings at the start of my journey. I was afraid. I thought that they were going to lead me into more abandonment and rejection and judgment and shame, that I was going to be made wrong and I was going to be abused. I felt so called to do this work that I do. But when I started, I blogged anonymously for several years. I hid behind an anonymous handle online, anonymous URLs, because that felt safer. I didn't trust in the calling that said, not only are you here to create content to have certain conversations, but you are meant to be tied to them. You are meant to be the voice behind them. You are meant to be the face of it. And trust in that. That was scary. My subconscious said, no, absolutely not. So I had to build that trust in myself. I had to build that relationship to my body and my intuition and trust in it, even when it was scary. And again, this comes back to trust in self because I had to know myself so fully and completely that it didn't matter what anyone else thought about me. And that trust in self has carried me through as far as I've come and will carry me into the next evolution of my work. Because 14 years in, there are still people who reject me, who abandon me, who judge me, who shame me, who make me wrong for this work that I do, for the way that I show up, for the things that I teach and share, for how I live my life. But I am so anchored in the truth of who I am. I am so deeply in alignment with my purpose and the person that I'm here to become and what I feel called to create that I don't wobble in that. It hurts. It's hard. Of course, as a human with an ego, just like everyone else, I would much prefer if everyone loved me and celebrated me and nobody ever abandoned me for being who I am. But I trust in my calling and I can trust in my calling because I trust in myself and I have a relationship to myself and my purpose and my intuition. What calls you? Who are you here to be? What is the desire that you're claiming as you work to bring something impossible to life? And do you trust in it? Do you trust in yourself to navigate the process of bringing it to life? You become this steady foundation for what it is you want to become possible when you have that trust in yourself and you have that trust in your desires and you are unapologetic about claiming them. When you know that it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else, that's for you and you know, and you trust and you have faith that you will be more than okay. You will actually be better for the losses, the rejection, the abandonment along the way. 
Because every time that happens, every time someone or something falls away in the process of becoming who we're here to be, in the process of creating our impossible desires, making them a reality, it's a deeper act of alignment that takes a tremendous amount of trust in yourself and your calling. The third type of trust that we need to have is trust in other people. This is about trusting that other people will show up and support you. That other people have your best interests at heart. That other people are good, kind, decent, trustworthy human beings. This can be challenging when we've had trauma and abuse, especially. We don't trust in other people. I didn't trust in men specifically for a very long time because of my particular relationship trauma. Not everyone is trustworthy. No, that's a truth about this life. But we have to have trust in ourselves and our intuition to trust that we can discern who's trustworthy and who is not. If you don't have a relationship to your body and your intuition and your emotions, it's very hard to have discernment about who is trustworthy and who is not, what is right and wrong for you. It comes back to building that trust in yourself and your body and your intuition. When we end up in a string of bad, toxic, abusive partnerships, friendships, we lose trust in other people. But how are you going to create the love of a lifetime, the partnership that you desire if you don't trust other people, specifically the type of partner that you're looking for? When we have bad bosses, crappy clients, toxic coworkers, epic disasters in our career and our work, we stop trusting. But how are you going to do the work that you're called to do? How are you going to find the career that you love, the job that you love? How are you going to start the business that impacts people globally if you don't trust in clients, colleagues, bosses? companies. When we have friends that backstab us, talk about us behind our backs, judge us, don't support us, don't show up for us, lie, cheat, steal, we lose trust. But how are you ever going to build that big, beautiful community that your heart desires if you don't trust other people? You won't. You can't. We have to have trust in other people. And that begins with doing any healing work that we need to do around where we don't trust other people and why. I had a lot of relationship trauma. And I lost my trust in men. I did not trust men. Men were not safe to me. That meant I had to heal the traumas related to that belief and that fear. I had to repattern my subconscious and my belief system so that I could then discern who is trustworthy and who is not. I had to rebuild that trust with myself. I stopped trusting myself because I looked at it as if I didn't have the ability to pick good people. So I might as well just not trust myself and not trust any of them. That doesn't work. I want a loving partnership. It is inherently impossible for me if I don't trust myself to pick the right people, if I don't trust in the desire and the calling to create that, and if I don't trust other people as a whole. I can't create that. So we have to heal any trauma that's been stored, any past experiences. We have to clear everything that's been stored in our body. We have to rewire and repattern our belief system, our subconscious programming. We have to build that trust in ourselves that, you know what, I can discern, which means we have to learn from the past experiences. We have to look at them. What's the lesson and the gift in all of those bad partnerships about myself, about the experience of having a relationship, about other people? What's here for me to learn? And am I willing to take those lessons and those gifts and integrate them while healing all of the old stored traumas, processing all the stored emotions, unfelt grief? And repatterning my subconscious beliefs around men and relationships and my ability to discern who is right and wrong for me. This is the deeper healing and growth work that you cannot skip. If you don't trust other people and you truly feel that you have valid reasons for that, those reasons are things that are asking to be healed and cleared and learned from. Not all people are bad and awful and out to get you, abusive, manipulative, toxic. 
Not all people cause harm. There are good people in the world. You have to learn to discern that. You don't trust people as a whole or a group of people as a whole. You can't create what you desire. That requires deeper healing and growth work, clearing anything that's led you to having the belief that they are not trustworthy. And in order to do that, you must trust yourself because now you have to discern who's trustworthy and who's not. You have to trust in yourself and your intuition to be able to discern. Can't trust yourself if you haven't healed what's standing in the way of you having trust at all. Remember the definition of trust, the firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, the strength of someone or something. If someone is untrustworthy, they are untrustworthy, not everyone and not everyone like them. Why were they untrustworthy? What can you learn from that experience? What information and insight and reflections do you need to integrate so that you can better discern going forward? If someone hurt, abused, or violated you, they are untrustworthy. Not everyone and not everyone like them. What's here for you to learn? What needs to be healed and cleared, repatterned in your subconscious and your belief system? What lessons are there for you that will help you build that trust in yourself so that you can discern going forward? Looking at these experiences and these people individually helps us build a new map, a new framework for who is trustworthy and who is not so that we can better discern that. But not everyone is untrustworthy just because you had bad experiences. Only those people are now untrustworthy. How can you learn from that in such a way that allows you to rebuild trust in everyone else who has yet to lose your trust? And yes, we are discerning in situations. We learn to be more cautious, not closed, cautious, aware, present to what's happening as it's happening. We learn to move more slowly in certain situations so that we can really get to know people. So we can feel out if it's a safe space, if they're a safe person. We do that with an open heart. We don't put up walls. We don't close our heart. We're just more discerning. We take our time and we trust ourselves throughout that process. The final trust is trust in source. Whatever that means for you, that might be God, that might be the universe, it might be spirit, might be your higher self, might be the energy that is the consciousness of this world that we don't quite understand. It's trust in something greater than you. It's trust in a kind and benevolent universe. Most of us have a sense that there's something greater at play, a greater consciousness, a greater energy, a flow to life that we don't quite understand. Can you trust in consciousness, in connection, in that energetic pulse that weaves all of us and all of life together? Figure out what it means for you to trust in something greater at play. This is a frequency-based universe. That is not woo-woo. It's not magical thinking. It's science. It's measurable. We live in a frequency-based universe, an energy-based universe. Can you trust in that greater energy at play? Whatever it is that allows the frequencies to exist and to communicate and gel or not gel with one another, figure out what it means for you and create that trust. This is an energetic frequency-based universe. That may be science, but it's still greater than us, greater than our individual experience. Can you put trust in that? Can you learn to work with that? Something that we haven't talked about on this show yet is universal law, and there is one law in particular that is relevant to today's conversation, and that is the law of more life. And the law of more life states that everything is always expanding. Everything is wired to grow into an expansive, greater expression. Our universe is always expanding, which means inherently that we are also always expanding. We are wired for greater expression and expansion. Life supports you in this. Quite literally, the universe supports you in this because it 
is in a constant state of expansion, which means that everything within it is in a constant state of expansion. We are not meant to reach a certain level and stay there. We are meant for continual growth and expansion. The universe, life, the frequency of this reality that we are in literally supports us in this. Life is not out to get you. Life is not trying to make things hard for you. It's not punishing you. Inherent to life, inherent to our universe and our experience in this realm at this time, it is literally designed to support us. It's not out to get you. So trusting in source, trusting in life requires understanding that by its very nature, our universe literally set up to support us in our greater growth and expansion, just like anything else that exists here. Life is not happening to you. It is simply happening. Can you trust in a benevolent universe? What does benevolent even mean? The definition of benevolent is well-meaning and kindly. This life that you exist in, this universe, this realm, this consciousness, this frequency-based existence is well-meaning and kindly towards you, inherent to its existence, inherent to its very fundamental nature. It is well-meaning and it is kindly towards you. Can you trust in that? Can you step out of the belief that life is out to get you? Humans do really terrible things. Yes. Nature causes catastrophes. Yes. Those are separate from life as a whole, the universe as a whole, being well-meaning and kindly towards you, being wired by its very existence in support of your growth and expansion. Can you separate those out? Humans, nature, separate from life and the universe. The baseline state of our universe is well-meaning and kindly towards you. It supports you in growing into who you're here to be, your fullest expression. Humans are separate. Nature is separate. Life is not happening to you. It is happening around you as life tends to do. Can you separate those out so that you can start to have trust in the baseline frequency of this universe that you live in? People are operating at different levels of consciousness and awareness and frequencies, and they are crashing into each other as they do. That is separate from life inherently being well-meaning and kindly towards you. Circumstances in the human realm are challenging. They cause violence and harm. That is separate from life supporting you, from the universe being well-meaning and kindly towards you. Nature does its thing and it creates chaos in our man-made systems. That is separate from life supporting you, from the universe being well-meaning and kindly towards you. Can you separate these things? Life is not happening to you. It is happening around you. Life is not out to get you. Life inherently supports your fullest expression and expansion and growth. This also requires trust in self because do you trust yourself to navigate through life happening around you? Other people crashing into you, nature doing its nature thing and causing chaos to our man-made systems and the lives that we want to live. Do you trust yourself to navigate through that? Do you trust yourself to have your own back? Do you trust your intuition to guide you? And at the same time, do you trust that life inherently is supporting you, that is well-meaning and kindly towards you? This is a completely different frequency. If you exist in the world from a place of life is out to get me, Life is not safe as a whole. Other people are not safe as a whole. You cannot trust yourself to navigate it because it's not a safe container. When you're on the frequency of life supporting you, when you trust and believe that the universe is inherently well-meaning and kindly towards you, you move differently and you can start to then engage with that frequency. Well-meaning and kindly is a frequency. Supporting you is a frequency. Imagine the universe as a person. Okay, when we talk about energetics and alignment, If I am at one frequency, which is I don't trust men, I don't feel safe in relationships, I don't trust myself to navigate, I have fear, I have doubt, I have worry, I believe life is out to get me, 
I can only align with and be an energetic match with situations that are on that same frequency. And if I find things that are at a different, higher frequency, I can't hold on to them as easily. It's the same with life. Life is not punishing you if you're at a lower frequency or a different frequency. You're simply not in harmony with it. You're not able to co-create with it, to meet it and work with it. So when we start to trust that life is supporting us, we move to a different frequency. We elevate to a different level, which is not saying one is better or worse. We're just on a different plane, on a different frequency. When we're on that frequency, we can start working with life. Just the same as if I'm on a different frequency, if I trust men, I trust myself to navigate these situations. I trust my desire to have a partnership. I trust that life supports me in this expansion and growth, this connection. I align with different people, different experiences, different opportunities, and I can hold them. I can work with them because I am a match for that frequency. It is a different energetic stance to believe that life is happening to you versus life inherently supports you. The universe is inherently well-meaning and kindly towards you. If you have deeper traumas and wounding and locked in belief systems, if your subconscious winning strategy is formed around the belief that you can't trust other people or life to support you, you have to do the deeper healing and clearing work. This is what we have process work for. Book a processing session with me. This is what we have acupressure sessions for. Book a repatterning session with me. These things can be healed and clear so that you are then able to step into a different frequency and align with life. Let life support you. When you're not on that frequency, you're not being punished. You're simply resisting the natural state of the universe. You're not in harmony with it. You're not able to work with it. You're not able to let it support you. You are constantly fighting against it. You're constantly in fear, doubt, and worry, and that causes you to be and move differently. So you have to clear whatever is standing in the way of you believing that other people are trustworthy, that your callings and your desires are trustworthy, that life and the universe are trustworthy. That requires deeper healing and clearing work. Just the same as if you're trying to energetically align with the right partner, the right friend group, the right opportunities, the right clients, the right lifestyle, you have to be an energetic match for it. Otherwise, you're fighting against the very thing that you want. What needs to be healed or cleared? What has caused you to lose faith, lose trust in the universe of life supporting you, of other people, your callings, your desires, yourself? That must be addressed. It's not enough to intellectually know, oh, it's because these things happened. You have to clear them. You have to remove them from your cells and your nervous system so that you have the freedom and leverage to move and engage with life differently. We must have trust to create what it is that we desire, especially when it feels impossible. Otherwise, we are fighting against ourselves. We are fighting against life's baseline frequency. We are fighting against other people. The universe source works through people. We need other people on these journeys. You have to have that trust in other people. You have to have that trust in life. You have to have trust in yourself. So knowing these four different types of trust, where don't you have trust and why? And what do you need to work on in order to build that trust? Go to the show notes, grab our self-coaching guide for rebuilding a relationship with your intuition and start there. Consider signing up for our Actualize program. We go into depth on everything that you need to come back into alignment with yourself to build a relationship to yourself to build trust in yourself and your intuition, to uncover and identify what are your callings? What is it that you desire to create? What is your purpose? Who are you here to be? All of these things are critical to building trust in ourselves, to having a calling to even have trust in, to seeing what kinds of people that we need to bring our visions to life so that we can build trust in them as well. We talk about letting life support you. We talk a lot about energetics and embodiment throughout that entire program. Check the show notes if you're interested in doing that work. And if you need help, 
which most of us do, someone outside of our experience, outside of our subconscious programming, outside of our traumas to help guide us through the process of metabolizing it out of our cells, removing it from our cells and our nervous system, our stored trauma, grief, unprocessed and unfelt emotions, someone to help us repattern our subconscious because our subconscious will actively fight us on that. It's really hard to do this work alone. Maybe you're not ready for support yet, but if you're struggling, please know that something is not broken or damaged in you. You just need support. You're just fighting against your subconscious programming and it will do everything that it can to keep you in the known and familiar. You're not broken. You're not incapable of bringing it to life. You just need support. So please reach out if I can support you with that. I do book process sessions and repatterning acupressure sessions, and I would love to support you. And we have a ton of resources in the show notes. And please also grab our free Terror Barrier workbook, which walks you through what the Terror Barrier is, as well as gives you five different exercises to move through different types of Terror Barrier experiences. In the next episode, I want to talk about the art and power of not taking things personally. This is one way that we create really immense freedom and leverage to bring our impossible visions to life. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.